Hi everyone and welcome to McCool and the Gang and this month's guest is Dan the Man, aka Dan Haggis. Woo! Hello. Hello. Um, you do many things. <laughs> you are a drummer, singer, songwriter, producer, drummer in the Wombats and music man. There we go. And you do solo project, and you do another project called Sunship Balloon. Yeah. And you've written some songs with me for my album, which is dead exciting. That's coming out uh, on the thirtieth of July. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. No props. Thanks for coming on. You know what? I had this in my head since, like, you know, I suppose starting the podcast. You know, you have like guests that you'd be like, "Yes, Dan is coming on." And we're going to talk about the album and everything. <sighs> so, yeah, it's been in my head for a while. So I'm really happy it's finally here. And I can't believe the album's out in two weeks. So that's just mental. I know, it's so cool. Some of the songs have been, like, on our hard drives for a good, like... Four years. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that how long it is? I think so. Yeah, I think we wrote... No, it can't be that long. No, maybe three years. Two or three, maybe. I've lost all sense of time with the pandemic. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I mean, I never really knew what was going on, to be honest, but <laughs> even less now. I know, right? Yeah, I can't believe, like, I was just saying, um, yeah, the album's out in, in two weeks, and I know you just said that, yeah, the songs have been around for a while, but it's just taken me that long. Um, we met through quite, like, um, I think we were put together on an initial writing session, weren't we, by our management yeah. at the time, the Simons, and... Um, and then we wrote Take Me To Your Leader. That was the first tune we wrote, which is obviously is a lead track from my album. Yeah. Which just blows my mind. It's like, that's the first thing that came out. There you go. Yeah, I remember you, you started playing on the whammy pedal thing. I was like, oh, check that whammy pedal out. You started playing this really cool little like thing that was the, ended up as the verse of that. And I remember it's like- six four. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And I started playing along on the piano, like, right, okay, what is going on here? This is kind of interesting. And then. Yeah, it the song just seemed to like make write itself almost very quite quickly, wasn't it that day? Yeah, yeah, it did. I love all the piano. Um, yeah, and I remember that I've, I've got a Whammy Five, so the pedal that you're talking about, I bought it. Nice. I was like I need, I need it in my life. It's mad. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I, do, I well, Yeah, I think I can't remember much about the right and I just remember some of the lyrica ideas and then I remember when when you came up with the woohoo I was like that is amazing <laughs> that's great we've got to use that um no but I think I think that that song like it works it, it's it's really interesting because it goes like it's quite a moody like as you say six four the verse and like it's kind of yeah. like going along and then all of a sudden I remember it's like this big opening out into like a pretty like euphoric poppy kind of chorus that that it the the juxtaposition of those two things works really nicely. I remember, like, um, yeah, thinking, oh, this, yeah. Is, this is cool. It's uh, you know, it's always nice when you just you make something that you don't you haven't heard before or doesn't feel like it's yeah. too conventional, but then it's easy to digest. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It's fun, but also like with, with regards to having things on hard drives for years, like that is, <laughs> you know, that's constantly the way. Like we just released Methods of the Madness, and we we made that in two thousand and nineteen, like nearly, yeah, you know, nearly two years ago on a writing trip over in LA and it was like we were so excited about the song and yeah. like you know and it was similar it just like it fell out one day and we were like oh my god you know started playing it to like our manager and like a and and they were like wow this is so cool and here we are two years later and the song finally comes out so yeah. I think like I don't know if people 
watching that, you know, like, but that's quite a normal thing, isn't it? When, you know, you make songs, but it takes so long to actually like finish an album. And obviously when a pandemic hits, <laughs> which that, that pushes everything back because then you can't tour and da 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 da. So, yeah. um, but the, like, the, I don't know about you, but the feeling of like finally getting a song out that you made, it's just such a, such a reward, isn't it? It's like all that, the work that you put into it and finally it's out there and people can like, get their own yeah um, their own thing from it and you hear about how it what it means to them and um, yeah it's yeah. it's odd though because we were saying you've got to be careful about you know getting tired of the song yourself and and, and keeping as excited as you were because you know t- take me to leader that's one of my favorite i think it's my favorite tune of ours that we wrote and it's definitely one of my favorites mm. from the album but you know i've listened to it quite long quite a lot not out of like oh, my song is so good but more more of like you know different mixes and from a mastering perspective and production and all that and you just yeah. hear it over and over again and it's hard to keep that level of excitement and like yes it's brand new and you guys should listen to it blah 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 because it's not brand new to you and you're like you get to the stage of like almost like ah oh, you know um, how do I get excited about it again? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I normally, I don't know about you, I, I normally, um, obviously you listen to, you know, when you're A, making it, then recording it, da, 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 you analyse every little section so in such detail, mm. and, you know, by the time you do release it, as you say, you've probably listened to the song like 50 to 100 times, and then, yeah. which you, you know, apart from maybe your favourite songs in your whole life, you wouldn't really do that, but because it's, it's you mm. want it to be like, the way you want it to be and you you know you get yeah. it there i normally like i'll listen to the album all the way through and i'm checking the master which i've just done and then yeah. I'll, I'll i'll listen to it usually like maybe the day it comes out as a kind of closure thing and then often i, I that, that's you know i won't listen to the album again for like potentially five years ten years you know like our yeah. first what our first one bats album until this like tim's listening party thing i know you did as well like until that yeah. i hadn't listened to our first album honestly for probably like 10 years wow and, and you know it was like but it was it was so awesome to, to like listen to it again and be like oh wow you know it took me back like yeah to so many memories came flooding back and um yeah so but anyway yeah it's um a lot of work goes into getting the albums out doesn't it it does yeah and and it, i feel like kind of um it's quite pressured now isn't it with the the idea of, as we were saying, you know, cheap music is quite cheapened and people are favouring single releases every for every blimmin' ten weeks over, over, you know, album releases and, and like, album campaigns and, like, the idea of a concept that you would release and then tour and then it's more... There's quite a big um, surge of singles and... Oh, I just made this today and like releasing it. It's kind. Of, I don't know whether I could do that. I don't. I don't know. I. I feel. I'd feel weird about that. Like I. I suppose like with me, I'd have to have a song, and digest it before I knew what I would want to do with it. Do, I don't know whether you feel the same. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think like, uh, that that moment of how exciting it is when you do make a new song to be able to kind of share that with people. I feel like maybe that. There is a there is a side where maybe streaming and stuff does that's a real positive that you know but maybe what you could do is like you know pick up a, a little maybe do like an ep and just go like right over the next six months whenever i feel like the song makes sense for this i'm not going to overthink it i'm just going to like whatever comes out when i'm excited about something i'm just going to share that 
and actually mm. to see how that feeling how, how that goes you know like how because is it sometimes I don't know about you but you can end up like almost overthinking a song so much that as you say you like you squeeze it so much that you almost lose like your focus or your you know your perspective on the song and so maybe mm. there is something there is something with just going like right this is a demo I just made like here you go Mm. see what you think it doesn't it might not sound the best you know the strings that we used on it are like the ones that were on the um the soft synth or whatever or whatever i had lying around in my room or the studio but i'm not going to spend loads of money and loads of time getting it recorded properly blah blah you know it, there's a different element isn't there to that bedroom recording kind of thing and i think streaming's a great way obviously to be able to share that process a bit and mm. you know but again if you really love a song then you're like oh but I, maybe I do want to see it through, maybe like do, you know. Yeah, maybe I do want to record it properly and. Yeah, because you know, once it's out there, yeah. it's out there, isn't it? And you're not, there, re- yeah. you're not, you're not going to re-record it. Um, or you bring people along for the the journey. I don't know if anyone's done this, where you release the demo straight away, and then you're like, right, this is where we're at with it. You're a part of our what process. Yeah. Which yeah. of the of these like twenty demos that we've written, which ones do you reckon should be on the album and make it like a kind of almost a yeah, community yeah. like or fan-led album that that's i uh, just thought of that now that's gonna be cool that's um, good good idea good <laughs> idea yeah but it's 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 the fear of you know when you are when you have such like a pub and and this is kind of getting into like m- music industry marketing talk now which i which i hate but when you have such like a public face and free platform like instagram or facebook really you can't um it's not very fan fan orientated because it's so public. So whatever you put out on there, anyone's gonna see. So my fear is that I'd only want to put the the best, like the final thing, out and leave the kind of more um, journey stuff. Uh, you know, if I wanted to make a group, for example, or like I've got a Patreon, for example, so I'd probably put it on there. But do, I... do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like a like anyone can come on and look and listen. Yeah. And then I'd be worried that if it wasn't polished, but maybe that's just me being like a total control freak because I'm aware that that is true as well. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe I mean, now there's obviously um, I don't know. There must be fan pages and stuff where you can release music but not in I don't know if Bandcamp or you know is there another platform that does things like that where they could like you know mm. I don't know put a, put a box around like that you you know you join this little like fan club thing and then you get access to that stuff maybe um, yeah I, I don't know I'm just I'm thinking out loud here to be honest but um, yeah it's all, it's all good I think Patreon I think Patreon's a great place to do that. I'm so glad that Patreon's a thing because and and you know as we were talking earlier about kind of fi- fixing the mu- music industry with what came out today it's all really positive and you know the more the more control that artists have and the actual creators have the better the industry's going to be because I know I don't know we we can't keep on cheapening art and you know something's got to give got deep fast in it really uh, <laughs> see how the government react react to the re- recommendations they're given um, we will see yeah it's definitely a positive positive day yeah it is a good day round of applause for everyone yeah. oh amazing so i know that we've worked together on uh, writing stuff and obviously you know the production has come a lot from the writing sessions as well like i remember especially with i think with all the tracks we've done 
they've all kind of had that production or the sounds there from quite early on. And I just wanted to kind of ask you how kind of important that is to you when you're writing, you know, and whether that's like the Wombat stuff or your own stuff, like, is that always the case or has it grown into um, that kind of, you know, when you, when you write the track, you're almost kind of producing it at the same time as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think not ev- not every song, but in general, um, fairly early on, like, I feel like I get an idea of, of the world it's in. So, you know, if I start something on a piano or a guitar or whatever, quite quickly, I feel like it's nice to give it a world, you know, like, that mm. you, want, you want it to be like, right, this is the world it's going to live in. And I'm going to try and like, and then sometimes the, it's such a fine line between like the, the writing of the actual song and then the production. Sometimes the two things can kind of help each other along, you know, like mm. as you, you might have a starting point, but then, and you're like, wow, this feels so, I love the sound of it, which can then help you on the journey to finishing the song, which I feel like when we were making, um, you know, some of the songs, it was like the production aspect of something that, you know, like a sun, uh, sun going down, you know, like you started with that like keyboard thing mm. and then I started like programming drums around it, which, you know, yeah. and then and then that then leads to like how maybe you'd phrase, because um, if you hadn't had the rhythm there, then you might not know exactly how to phrase things over something that's kind of like, you know, it's taking your ear in a potentially multiple directions, but once you give it somewhere to live, then you kind of yeah. like, I think your brain can kind of go, all right, I know where we are now. Okay. And then you start hearing melodies and, you know, other things that then I, I find that easy to start finishing the jigsaw. Um, but yeah. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There are still songs that, you know, I'd like almost like set yourself a challenge to completely finish, um, you know, from start to finish on a piano or on an acoustic or whatever, keep it really simple and don't think about that, that can be really interesting as well. And then you just put the whole song down and then you've just got this, like, you're happy with the song and then you just go like, wow, right, let's have fun and see where we go with it. So that's Mm. another, that's like, um, I feel like with some earlier Wombat songs, um, you know, that that would would be the case where like Murph would come in with a sort of, I don't know, 80% finished song that he'd be like playing on an acoustic or an electric or, or a keyboard. And then me and Todd would listen and be like, oh wow that's so cool and then like you, you, you go play it one more time and then you'd start like jamming along a bit and playing things and then it'd be like oh well, what about what about this and then once you've got a feeling for like how it could how it could sound and yeah the world it's going to live in then you start like really honing in on some of the details of like oh well actually maybe this chord could go there and maybe this break section could be added slightly because you know now that we're in this world it'd be really cool if it goes a bit heavier here or you know and so those mm. discussions start coming from that but um, so yeah. Anyway, it, it, I feel like you know. I think the, the songwriter and producers and everyone's role really is just to like get the song over the finish line, isn't it? And like you know, feel as happy about it as you possibly can. And however you need to go about that, you should you should look at each song as yeah. its own thing and not not have like a fixed way that you're like, mm. no, this is how I work and this is how I do it every time. It's like, nah, that, I don't feel like that's how it works. Um, and it's really nice to be flexible and like a little bit on the hoof um, is, is great, yeah. which is why having a back, you know, a bit more of a, a technical background, as we were talking about earlier, that, you know, having that, some of those like tools in place um, really can help you with the like, with the, with the songwriting side of it as well. Cause you can go, 
oh, but I'm hearing this. And all of a sudden your song could go from being like mm-hmm. a little folk, a folk ballad to like a big epic, like, I don't know, Sigur Ross sounding, you know, thing that all of a sudden it's not mm-hmm. folk in the slightest and you think about it differently. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I just, I just love it. That's why I've, I feel like that's probably why I've got some like lots of different projects and stuff because I just I like exploring different worlds and like sometimes you start a world yeah. and you're like hmm this doesn't feel like it makes sense for that thing so actually it's more like this and then yeah. so it's it's nice to have that uh, freedom I suppose or not freedom but you know just out outlets yeah versatility yeah yeah I wrote I wrote um I've got two things to say on that I, like I remember when we were doing sun going down and i actually found a voice note all the voice notes the other day um of like when i was writing the lyrics and trying to cook trying to find melodies and, and stuff and actually what I, the first thing i came up with i think was pretty close to the to the finished verse melody but you know when you listen to your own voice notes and it's kind of like and you're like trying oh, to find yeah. the melody <laughs> i was like laughing at myself but i i just felt like um you know, I don't know, even even like five years ago when I wasn't kind of used to, to co-writing with anyone else, um, when, before I started really kind of writing with other artists and other songwriters, you know, it, it maybe would have took me a whole afternoon to, to come up with even like one melodic line for the verse or chorus. And, and I, I found that when I'm being suddenly in, the, in that pressured situation, makes you find the things that you like faster and I remember you know when we did when we wrote devils that was really quick like I I think while you were jamming the the chords I think I came up with the whole verse and pre-chorus and the melody in in like 10 minutes or something and I just found that it's I'm gradually getting faster at finding the things that I like it's not it's not I'm just getting faster it's like I know where to go to get that oh yeah I like that and I, I like the way that sounds and that's very me i thought then from that like that would be one step probably too far like if you were to share your voice notes with fans you know because if you were sharing demos imagine sharing voice notes oh well i did that did you yeah yeah i did that but with my, with patreon because they're like my little proper like close-knit fans Oh wow, amazing! No, it's it's really it's really cool. Like that part of the process. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think there's something really amazing about the way a voice note sounds. Yeah, and when you were saying with, with devils, when you were doing the, um, you know, doing the verses quite quickly and stuff, I remember then you, I think you sent a voice note that you were like on the bus or something, and you were like, oh, I think this. I was is on the tube. On the tube, and you're like, oh, this <laughs> is, I had the idea for the chorus or whatever, and changed the chords and stuff, and then you came in the morning, and it was like, oh. And that's another thing with like being able to work on the fly and adapt to like, all right, okay, cool, yeah, that sounds great, let's go for it, and just you know slot it all together, and then from there you go like, oh yeah, and then this could happen, and then mm. you know that's um, being able to bounce off each other quickly, but make those decisions that hopefully help you get to a point that you like, you're both excited about, and, um, or however many people are in the room, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And just and keeping working even after the studio session's finished, I find that a lot. Like just before you, you go to sleep or whatever, you might go, you just, "Oh, that thing yeah. that I've been trying to solve all day, banging yeah. my head against the wall." Wow, I've actually it just comes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can't then you can't sleep till like four in the morning. So yeah, <laughs> I always do that. I always when I come away from it, I'm, I solve it. You, you just solve it in your own head, don't you? I don't know whether you do this, but I'm a like it doesn't matter where I am because I remember yeah you just said I was I was on the tube 
um, when I was doing that. And I was actually singing quite loudly on the tube. (laughs) And I just didn't care because I was like, I I just don't even know where I am. I'm just trying to solve this and I don't even care. Um, I don't know whether you ever do that, but I'm constantly doing that. Like if if I'm buzzing about a melody or a tune, I will just sing it or play it. Um, I just regardless of my surroundings, which I thought I think is quite funny. I reg- regularly, um, I could do that, like walking around the streets. If I suddenly yeah. have an idea or whatever, I'll just start singing it to my phone, or 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 I'll leave myself a voice note to do something. Um, yeah. You know, and um, oh yeah, it's so it's so important because you you realise that um, you know to not beat yourself up if you're not feeling that creative or, or you're not finding a solution to something you know that your brain is constantly ticking away in the background trying to figure out what it is and it can pop out at the most random moment but mm. I, I mean how many times have you gone like there's a great thing tom Waits said on um that there's a ted talk about creativity and the idea of like the genius you know like it being something external to you that like comes to you you know like inspiration visited me or you know um mm. I think it's inspiration she even said you know that's like breathing and it's like coming from outside um and he, tom waits like famously is apparently sat in his car driving along and he's in a traffic jam or whatever and he suddenly gets this like the song starts coming to him and he's like no not now not now i'm yeah. driving you know like and it's and i remember hearing that just being like oh that's so true you know if you're in a place where you can't record something or you haven't got a pen or anything but you try yeah. and remember, you know, and you're like, no, no, that's such, how do I, yeah, so yeah. it's understandable that you just like get your phone out on the tube. It doesn't matter. Like people might think you're a bit of a nutter, but it's part and parcel. Yeah. I, I've definitely written songs whilst driving before. hundred percent. Like I, fa- I find driving to be actually an amazing place to sing and like, I don't know, just so- solve things. Cause you kind of have to concentrate, but at the same time, you you just in your own like little world, mm. and like I do, I find traveling really useful for that actually, but getting into that zone I don't know yeah. it's probably quite dangerous. Well, the um <laughs> you know recording on voice notes and stuff um on well on some sunship stuff like a beach in the middle of space there's loads of like chopped up audio of voice notes from um oh, like cool. when you know the, the Vienna orchestra that taught you like. Um, tuning up and then he chopped it about and turned it into like basically a synth sound and like Method to the Madness there's loads of mm. um, audio of like walking around like gravel sounds all these different things that like just voice notes like put into the session chopped about fucked with added you know you add different effects and whatever and it's like as you that's what I was going to say before with the voice notes thing there is a really cool sound that they've got that um, you know even like mm. piano even piano and stuff like um, when you know, yeah. used in the right way, it's got a very specific sound because the microphone on the phones obviously is like, you know, it doesn't get much low end. It sounds a bit like distorted and sometimes a bit like shit. But that's that can be mm. like really cool mixed in together with maybe like the lusher sounding instruments. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Inspiration's everywhere, man. Inspiration is everywhere. It's all around us. It's all around us. I mean, even even on a sun going down. Do you remember when you? I was recording a take and you were do, doing that little and it, it captured it and put put oh, it on. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. just an acu- that's just captured when you when I slammed the door of what you were playing. <laughs> yeah. But I love stuff like that. And on on one of my um 
singles from my last album, Pins, we used the demo, basically all of it, because I was so like non-production back then. Actually, no, that's a lie. I, I, I did my own demos and I, I thought they sounded great. <laughs> but one of, yeah, I did all the demos recording straight into the laptop mic. And like the first line of the song is obviously, you know, kind of um, taken just from that shit la- laptop demo that I did, which I just love. I think it sounds vibey as. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just forget like, and, and it's, it's that same thing as when, when you write a song that you love, it's always the the fear that you have. It's like I'm never gonna write again. Never gonna write a good song again. But it's just it's crap, isn't it? Because it's in it's inside you. Somewhere. He lives in you. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> in you. <laughs> he lives in you. <laughs> he lives in you. Whenever I can get a Lion King quote in, I will. Any situation. <laughs> what a film! What a film! I went to see it live. You know. Did you? What the Han- the Hans Zimmer stuff. Uh, wait, the musical. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, the musical. No, yeah, I, the I musical, saw yeah. I saw Hans Zimmer perform, and he did like loads of stuff from like Inception and all the rest of it. Um, we were on tour with the one back in Melbourne. Actually, we had a night off. It was so epic. Um, wow. But then all of a sudden, it was like. I'd love. I would die. I'd cry. And honestly, the, the whole room just went like. Like the actual guy that sang on the, you know, on the film, oh, on the recording, wow. he came out That's and started amazing. that in this big arena in Melbourne, and it was just like, oh my god. That's incredible. Yeah. What did it? What What did he do with it then? Did he just arrange it? What was it? I'm intrigued now. Uh, Hans Zimmer did like lots of the music um, as well. Right. Which I actually didn't know to be honest, but he just. He, I didn't know. He had a he had an orchestra and like loads of musicians on stage basically, and he just. You know, and then he, he got, um, they just sang through like all the different songs from the films that he's worked on. Um, and like, I mean, can you imagine like Interstellar and stuff? Like, it was yeah, just, man. it was so moody and like epic, but it just mind blowing. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I'd love to have gone and seen that. Yeah, I went to see a musical just, just when it was touring, and I, I was like going mad because the vocals weren't loud enough. Oh, right. <laughs> Like the, all the harmonies, I was like, I want to hear the harmonies like literally here, and then it's not loud enough. Yeah. If if there was kind of like a live show that changed your life or that just blew your mind, aside from that one, what would it be? Um. It can be one of your own, by the way. Well, I was going to say like the the one that springs to mind from recent memory was uh, we supported the Rolling Stones in New Jersey at this like stadium, and it was just. It was almost like an out-of-body experience, kind of, you know. <laughs> wow. Just meeting the guys before and, like, the show was absolutely amazing as well. Um, but I think it was more like seeing a group of guys who've, like, managed to keep doing music until, you know, they're, like, their mid to late 70s and they still go on stage and give it 100%, like, and smash it out. And everyone's, mm. like, got so many memories from so many decades all together with this music that they've made. I think that was one of the things that, like, you know... I don't know. I, I really hope we get to like keep making music until we're that old. Um, yeah. You know, it's but... all on you though. If you want to, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, you know, playing some of our first album songs at the age of seventy-five, I don't reckon my hips and knees would be able to cope with that. To be honest, <laughs> by, by then, my, my my wrists will just be like <laughs> <laughs> rickety, like creaking. Yeah. yeah, literally. Oh no. But um, but you know that was really inspiring. Oh wow! 
Amazing. You know what? Listening through the album, I forgot about Tongue Tied, mm. which I absolutely love. And I forgot how much I loved it because we don't we don't play it live because it's really difficult to arrange because of all the different time signatures and there's like lots of drums. But um, I totally forgot about that one because there's, you know, a few that aren't on the album that we've written as well, like um, the phone, the one about the phone lighting up at night. What's that one called? And I died if I'm gonna make you. Yeah, Moonlit Dials. Moonlit Dials, that was it. I, I love that one. Yeah, I really like that one as well. Yeah, I love that one. That might be an e- e- EP one. Mm. But um, is there a favourite one that you have of the stuff that we've done together? I wondered. That was my question. <laughs> I think I think Take Me to Your Leader like might be my favourite as well. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously I like them all, but like I think that one. Yeah. It, mm. it, I, I just I don't know. I, I can't explain why. It just feels like it's it just it's some maybe that just just slightly pokes its head above the others. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it's this. It's a. It's just a glorious amount of weird and pop that I love, like in equal amounts. <laughs> yeah, and there's some, there's some. You know, not not that I have a car, but like you know, it's kind of it's got that driving music feeling as well when it gets to the chorus, and I feel like the payoff <laughs> of of when it does just suddenly go to like, you know, it just goes straight again, like after having been <laughs> weird. It's you know, it's such a nice kind of like release rhythmically as well um that's mm. the geeky drummer side of me probably but like you know it is like a, an unusual release in a in that sense yeah but and chordally as well you know it suddenly goes to like major and like feels really like oh mm. you like fall into the chorus like swimming in a big pool of silver or something <laughs> da, da, da. there's another one um i love writing things that people just don't expect and uh, you know i think odd time signatures is a big thing that I like playing with but I remember when we were doing Sun Going Down and I think yeah because it goes to E and then the verse is like E flat yeah and then and and I remember like you were just playing E for the verse I think and I was like that doesn't sound right I don't know why and then and then it and then you clocked and you were like why is it what <laughs> and I just remember that was a really funny moment it's like unexpected but I remember like yeah musically I couldn't I was like because I was in this sort of like in my head it was kind of a bit like taming parlory or something I don't know what I, in my head like with the bass and I was like and then all of a sudden when I realized that like what mm. actually the chord was I was like that doesn't make sense to me but then actually I was like oh, that's really cool <laughs> but you know like I would never have like done that because it was just like I was hit, you know, when you hear something so differently, but then of course it makes perfect sense. And yeah, it like, yeah. Again, it gives the chorus a big lift. Um, but that is an, yeah, it's an unusual um, key change, I guess. Yeah. We like the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it, yeah. it makes you go like, ooh, what's this? Ooh. Woohoo. Hee hee. Oh, let's not do that. No. <laughs> oh, amazing. When When is the One Bats album coming out then? Um, it's been it was supposed to be coming out fairly soon but it's been pushed back because of COVID um, so that was a bit shit but um, gives you more time to get ready yeah but it's it's mastered and done uh, I listened to it the other day and very happy can't wait to have it out and people to hear it mm. but we've got another song coming out in August um, at some point I'm crap with remembering the dates but um, it's all you know 
I've, I've met the Madness game first. That was like a sort of, hey, we're back. Yeah, see what you think. And then like, mm. you know, it's it's gonna more songs are coming. And um, yeah, and I'm really excited. It's like it's pretty diverse genre wise, and like I feel like we've it's a new, it's slightly new sound. I mean. If Methods of the Madness feels like that's one of my favorite songs we've ever made. Um, yeah, that was really, really different. I think. I think it's really cool. I love the um, intro and the first couple of seconds. I had a question. What is the Gothic Quarter? What? Because I was like, that sounds like you could be talking about Liverpool. Uh, Barcelona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, nice. it's sort of Memphis on. I think it's about yeah, it's about his honeymoon. Um, oh. Sort of part of that. Um, nice and then yeah just like the outro when that kicks off live i was like practicing the other day like playing along and i was just closing my eyes like imagining the hits that's gonna happen yeah, <laughs> yeah. i hope i, I hope it's gonna happen <laughs> of course it's gonna happen that's so exciting love a good mosh pit love a good mosh pit yeah i'll be there giving it bones yeah i can't wait so it's coming out soon that that's good yeah i look forward to hearing it and and i need to give you your vinyl which is important. Yes. The vinyl must be delivered. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, you know what? I'm gonna do a a little social media thing of um, you know, taking the vinyl round to everyone who kind of worked on it, um, where I can. Oh, brilliant. So I just think that'd be such a lovely thing. And you know, it's it's nice to shout out people as well, isn't it? Just so much love. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so many people like every album. So many people put so much time and effort into, mm. you know, making it, and uh, yeah. a lot of the time, you know, I don't know. In a way, I feel like if you've got like a, a solo artist or whatever, it's kind of like, which is good because the illusion of it just like this, it just appears and it just happens. But actually, you've got like engineers, producers, mixers, masters. You know, like there's so many people along the way who've like helped guide it to the final. Um, so many. No, so it's, it's very nice when you to recognize that obviously yeah it's just community isn't it like your 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 community of people that have made it happen and like you know thinking about just the, the whole process of it is just so nice because it's mm. it's really like i felt like quite like like really it's really daunting releasing an album because it's like oh shit it's finally happening and like I can't believe it's out in two weeks and I'm, I feel like totally un, unprepared, not from like an admin organisational point of view, but from like men- mentally I'm like, shit, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know whether you ever feel like, uh, yeah, you know, um, it's bizarre. I normally, I normally just feel really excited to get it out um, and I tend not to like, I don't know, I don't think I really think about what, whether critics or you know or people I in general i think it's kind of better just to like you've just got to put it out there into the world and and, and just I don't go like shit about that. Yeah, yeah you know what i mean like and just go well this is what we wanted to make or yeah. i wanted to make whatever and uh yeah it is what it's there here you go see what you think and um i don't yeah. know I just, I, I just i just love it and like get some feedback from people and they're like oh this sounds like rainy day music yeah. or you know whatever <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like the 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 cranberries. Um, that's that that was a comparison I got. I was like, I don't think I've listened to the cranberries, but okay, fair. Um, but it's mad. It's mad when you get those comparisons where where you're like, I've never listened really to that band, so that's quite interesting that that's happened. Um, mm. so I'm looking forward to more insane comparisons. But um, 
Yeah, no, I am I am super excited, but you know, it's been a long time coming and I suppose like the pressure you put on yourself um is just extreme, isn't it? And and it's it's just weird that it's finally out out there, I guess. But yeah, super exciting. Well good luck good luck with it. Thanks so much. And yeah, I can't wait to hear Wombats and Sunship albums. And I know you've just released an album for Dan the Man, but have you been working on another one because i know how productive you are so it's probably true <laughs> yeah i've actually um got a fourth down the man one kind of through lockdown that's pretty close um, amazing I, i'm just trying to i'm figuring out what to do with it and when and like i think i'll just wait for a while and just keep making stuff because with everything happening with wombats and stuff and like i don't know it's it, obviously i'm not gonna i'm not necessarily gonna tour any of it anyway it's just kind of like but it's just nice to have it there and but uh, yeah um so yeah no it's all um my hard drive is just constantly getting filled up with shit (laughs) (laughs) good shit the good shit though good shit i I look forward to our gig in oh yeah yeah september yeah 19th of september um 19th of september if you're in the liverpool area come down and, and see me and dan playing some tunes baltic market yeah yeah um it's been such a pleasure. Like this has been amazing just to chat about everything. And thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. And um yeah, all the best and I'm sure that we'll see each other. We'll see each other in September, won't we? Yes, we will. To get a writing session in the back of the venue. Yeah, there you go. Quick, got 10 minutes. <laughs> this is our challenge. 10 minutes on go. <laughs> yeah. You've got to make it and then play it on stage. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. That's like way better. Oh, that, that'd be stressful. God. That's way better. Oh. No, just a cappella, an a cappella thing. Yeah, nice one. Thank you so much, Dan. Lovely. And see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and follow to this podcast. I'm Natalie McCool and you can find me and my music on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and also on my website nataliemccool.co.uk. Thanks!